Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The federal government approves gaming compacts, protesting during the pandemic, and why some state parks will start charging entrance fees. For The Oklahoman, I'm Paige Dillard. Today is Monday, June 8th. Governor Stitt's gaming compacts with the Comanche Nation and Oto, Missouri tribes gained federal approval on Monday, prompting a strong rebuke by Oklahoma Attorney General Mike Hunter. Hunter says governor lacks the authority to enter into compacts that include activities prohibited by state law. The Oklahoman's Randy Ellis has been following the story and has more on the latest developments. When a compact is deemed approved, it means that the Department of the Interior failed to act in the 45 days that it had, so the, the compacts will automatically go into effect once they are published on the Federal Register, which is supposed to happen within the next 45 days. Um, that uh, resolves some of the big issues that have been pending, but not all of them. Uh, still, you have battles going on in both federal and state court that, that question the limits of the, on the governor's authority, uh, whether he can enter into, into compacts that... Uh, allow for sports betting, which these do. Uh, the other tribes and the, the attorney general have said that that exceeds his authority because it's a violation of state law. Uh, that question is, is now pending before both the federal court and they've asked the, uh, the state Supreme Court to look at it as well. Um, also, you have uh, issues with uh, uh, the compact includes provisions that would allow these two tribes to each build up to three casinos in specific counties outside their traditional jurisdictions. Uh, some of these counties are uh, are located within the jurisdictions of other tribes. Uh, this doesn't automatically give them the two tribes the authority to go out and build those casinos. They would still have to have further federal approval before they could do that. Uh, so if that happens at all, it'll be a, quite a, a long time off. Um, So that's uh, a big new development, but uh, much more to come. The interim director for the Oklahoma Employment Security Commission said the agency continues to make progress on dealing with the backlog of claims. Shelley Zumwalt said the agency was able to clear the backlog over the weekend, in some cases enabling the department to make payouts to claimants who had been seeking help since mid-March. But the Oklahomans' Jack Money reports as claims are resolved, others appear. In addition, other long-delayed claims have fallen into pending status because they were flagged for different issues. Zoomwalt promised the agency will provide more specifics about the workload later this week. As protests persist during the pandemic, local African-American leaders say exposure to COVID-19 is a concern. Nuria Martinez-Keel spoke with leaders about staying safe while showing support. So as protests are coming up across the nation, uh, protesting racism, um, police brutality, um, and basically just structural oppression of African-Americans and people of color, um, 
COVID-19 is still very much a concern for those people who are out there. I spoke with leaders in the African-American community in Oklahoma City who said, you know, every time they step out their front door and go to a protest, COVID-19 is still very much a concern. Um, I spoke with Garland Pruitt, who's the president of the Oklahoma City chapter of the NAACP, and he told me, COVID-19 is always, always, always a concern for him. And still he has been to all but maybe one or two protests in the local area. Um, But, you know, when you consider the impact of COVID-19, especially on black communities across the country, that's also weighs on on people's minds. Um, I spoke with Representative A.J. Pittman, who's a Democratic lawmaker from Northeast Oklahoma City. Um, She represents a large black community in the Oklahoma City area. And she said that that's also a concern for her when she sees how uh, black people have been disproportionately killed and impacted by COVID-19. If you look at the statistics nationally, uh, black people make up only 13% of the U.S. population but 24% of COVID deaths. So that number basically nearly doubles. Um, So, and it's all in all, it's killed about 22,000 African-Americans. So for her, she said that also is a concern whenever she goes out to uh, protest. However, the importance of the message that these protests are trying to convey has really outweighed some of those health concerns for people who are actually going out there and doing the protesting. Um, I I saw when I was out there on the night of May 30th, which was Oklahoma City's first large protest, I saw hundreds of people out there. I didn't hear anybody talking about COVID-19. I saw lots of people, though, who were wearing masks, um, and a lot of people did a good job of that. And still yet, there were a good number of people who didn't wear masks. You can tell that people are aware of it. I didn't hear a lot of discourse about it. But just to reiterate, I mean, as as Mr. Pruitt um, said to me, he said, what we run the risk of is you die if you say something and you die if you don't say something. And we want to die on the side of saying something. It, it was pretty interesting to hear him put it that way. And I think that's pretty reflective of what a lot of protesters are thinking right now. A group in Norman is seeking police changes and plans to occupy City Hall on Tuesday. The Norman Citizens for Racial Justice is calling on city leaders to defund and demilitarize the police department. The group is also demanding the Norman Public Schools ends the district's resource officer program. The organization will gather at 6 p.m. on Tuesday in Andrews Park for a pre-meeting rally, then attend the nearby Norman City Council meeting at 6.30. The city's mayor, Bria Clark, has agreed to meet with the group leaders prior to the council meeting to discuss their demands. Nearly two dozen Oklahoma State Parks will start charging entry fees beginning next week. The Oklahoman's Carmen Foreman reports the fees will be used to help fund a backlog of deferred maintenance and park improvements. The Oklahoma Tourism and Recreation Department needs an estimated $40 million annually to improve and maintain park infrastructure. Fees will apply to each vehicle and start at $8 for residents with an Oklahoma license plate or an Oklahoma tribal plate. In addition, the state will offer passes that are good for three days to one week. 
annual passes will also be accepted at all 22 parks, charging fees, and will cost $60 for Oklahoma residents and $75 for out-of-state visitors. It's believed the annual revenue from the new fees could bring in $10 million. For more information on which parks will be applying the new fees and payment options, you can visit TravelOK.com. That will do it for today's podcast. Be sure to stay with Oklahoman.com for the latest news and information. For The Oklahoman, I'm Paige Dillard.